magandang umaga and uh, please find your most comfortable seat. Pakisabi nga sa katabi, you are so beautiful. Lady in red. <laughs> Wala naman naka-red, masyado. <laughs> okay, uh, find your most comfortable seat. Then we are going to indulge. We're going to dive, delve, and uh, into the word. I remember many years ago. It was really many years ago kasi sabi ng mother ko, I was around three, four years old that time. Matagal na yun. So, actually, siguro mga ganun, four years old or five years old, first time kami nagkaroon ng sasakyan. Kasi yung pamilya naman namin, si daddy, yung buhay pa siya, hindi naman agad talaga blessed. So I started to plan this church, the ministry, EFC, hindi pa dito doon sa kabila, sa may birata, na maliit at wala talagang sasakyan, walang gamit. Actually, lumipat nga ka tayo dito itong mga gamit natin sa church. Talagang ang gumagamit lang daw, church natin, tsaka yung mga pulubi sa Kiyapo. Yung nag start pa lang tayo dito sa, sa malaking building na to. The first time he brought me, I was very young. And uh, nakwento ko to ng konti sa Glory Night many Fridays ago. Then yung nasa Rojas Boulevard kami somewhere, Espanya, somewhere there. Oh, De La Rosa. Uh, galing sa Rojas, may binisita. Hindi ko na maalala kung ano. Then, along the way, traffic. Wala pa naman kasing skyway uh, that time. Then, uh, we actually came from Cash and Carry. Ewan ko, sino sa inyo alam niyo yung Cash and Carry somewhere din? Matagal na yun eh, di ba? Yung Cash and Carry doon. So, sa mga medyo matatanda na, alam niyo yun. <laughs> so, big ganun eh. <laughs> Pag alam niyo yun, ibig sabihin, that's it. I rest my case. <laughs> so, Then, pag dinating namin doon, binila niya ako ng bagong rubber shoes. Uso pa noon yung ano eh. Uso pa noon yung, yung mighty kid. Yung mighty kid na sapatos. Sino dito yung inabot pa yung mighty kid na sapatos? Sige, taas yung kamay. Taas yung kamay, yung medyo familiar pa kayo sa mighty kid. So, pangalawang katunayan yan kung ilang taon na talaga kayo. Pag medyo naririyan. Oh, alam ko yun ah. So, ibig sabihin, you are not ancient, but <laughs> on the way there. <laughs> so, pag naalala ko yung rubber shoes, natutuwa ko sa kwento na yan. Eh. Kasi dati, first time po ikikwento to, si Ake Perla, maano yan, ma-appeal. Daming naniligaw. Si Kuya Joel lang talaga yung nagwagi eh. Di ba? Pero si Ake Perla dati, pag pumuporma yan, pag talagang ma- ma- malupita na yung forma, pinihiram yung sapatos ko. Eh, may nanligaw sa kanya, may bumisita. Akasabay niya, tapos pagdating ko, mo, yung pagbata ka talaga, eh, oh, bakit mo suot yung sapatos ko? Nandun, nandun yung ano, nandun yung naliligaw. <laughs> Ganun yung datingan. Balik lang ako sa kwento. Then, binilan ako ng daddy ko, uh, mighty kid. And I like that. If you're a kid, medyo lagi na sa commercial advertisement yung, yung sapatos ngayon, 
eh, medyo may 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 fries ng konti during my time. Then yung pauwi na kami, na traffic kami, uh, may traffic light. May kumatok sa kotse. Nasa lipuran ako. Bata, almost kasing age ko. Then nagkataon na ubusan na rin ng siguro hindi nang inaamin ng tatay ko baka yung pinambili namin ng sapatos saka nang kinain namin eh yun na rin siguro yung last money niya nakatabi na lang yung pang toll free wala pang mga RFID doon kailangan talaga magbayad So wala akong mabigay tinatanong ko si dad kung may extra pa siyang pera kasi sa naghihingi ng ano ng arms o ng how do you call arms in Tagalog ng uh, Limos. So, sabi ko kay dad, dad, magagalit ka ba? Okay lang ba? Kung ibibigay ko yung sapatos na binili natin. Uh, gustong-gusto ko yun, yung sapatos na yun. And it was just newly bought. Hindi pa nga namin nararating sa, sa bahay. Then, natuwa ko sa dad ko. Kasi instead na sabihin niya, naku, nakang mahal niyan. Alam mo ba, pagod ako dyan? Alam mo ba, ilang preaching yung, yung love gift niya bago ko naipon niyan, pwede niya sabihin yun eh. Sabi niya, what do you think? Do you really want to give it? Pero Tagalog, Tagalog. Tagalog. <laughs> hindi, hindi English. Ako na lang nagtatranslate. Sa tingin mo, ano ba gusto mo? Si Dan, hindi naman mahilig mag-English yun eh. Ano ba gusto mo? Uh, parang gusto ko talaga ibigay love eh. Sabi niya, kung ano yung laman ng puso mo, gawin mo. Sabi ko, gusto ko bigay. Then, binuksan yung bintana ako sa kotse, sa likod. Then, inabot ko. Grabe yung joy. Yung dad ko, grabe din yung joy. And normally, it doesn't happen that way. Parang, pag ang isang bagay, medyo pricey, medyo may dating sa'yo. Kaya, kaya naman bilhin, pero hindi naman madaling nabilhin. Pag sinabi ni Lord sa'yo na ibigay, but it will take a little bit of time. You will think about it. Yung mga pros and cons. Sayang, etc. Daming tumatakbo sa isip natin. But, nothing beats the joy of simply doing what God has in, in, inspired and impressed for us to do. Ang sabi nga ng isang tanong ng mga umaatid sa conferences, how do you call and someone being a materialistic? Pag marami ba siyang gamit, marami siyang sapatos, kasi kung ganun ang materialistic, malamang si Prezi materialistic. Pag marami pa siyang gamit, marami siyang sapatos, may mga purses, Ayun ba ang ibig sabihin ng materialistic? Kasi tingin ko kahit hindi ka sobrang yaman, naniniwala ko wala siguro sa atin dito, o meron man ilan lang, na ang sapatos ay dalawalat. Piling ko lahat tayo dito, kahit hindi ganun ka kaya o kayaman yung buhay natin, eh, piling ko higit sa tatlo o apat mga sapatos natin. Kahit hindi naman gano'ng kamahal, kahit 99 lang yung isa. Bali, 200 pag dalawa. Kalipat kanan. Pero what I'm trying to say is this. Materialism is not having a lot of things. 
Being materialistic is not simply trying to buy things you like, even though you don't need that. Kung kaya mo naman, why not? But materialism is not allowing yourself to control what you have, but you allow what you have to control you. That's materialism. Yung sinabi ni Lord sa'yo na bitawan mo, hindi mo bitawan kasi kontrolado na ng cellphone na yan, ng sapatos na yan, ng rilo na yan, o yung damit na yan, o kung ano man yung bagay na yan, yung pagkatao mo. That's why our materialism really kicks in. And uh, one of the things we need to realize in life, there are principles in the scripture that sometimes it's hard to understand. But in reality, if you are able to do it, not following the rules and regulation of the old covenant or the law, but doing things by faith, doing things because you believe that it is the word of God, it is the instruction of God. Sometimes it's hard to understand, hard to explain, but the, the principle remains. Once you are able to willingly do it, then God opened doors for the opportunity. And I want you to understand, yung pag-uusapan natin ngayon, na pinag-usapan natin last Sunday, is part of that kind of principles in the scripture. Sometimes it's hard to understand. Ano ba naman yung i-bless ko yung man of God? Uh, I-honor ko yung man of God? Paano mag-equivalent yun sa blessing? Paano mag-equivalent yun sa prosperity? Eh, pag nagbigay nga ako sa man of God, nababawasan ang pera ko. Ang oras ko pag nagbigay ako ng time, ng effort. And sometimes our minds cannot really understand that. But there's a lot of things in the scriptures that our minds cannot comprehend. But it will never change the principle of the scripture whether you understand it logically or not. Parang ang katotohanan, kahit anong gawin mo, maniwala ka o hindi, ang totoo, totoo. Are we getting the point? Kahit maraming nagtatalo about LGBTQ, etc., uh, etc., et but the truth will always be remain. What we believe, whether how passionate we are on what we believe, the truth cannot be changed. The truth will always be the truth. That's the reality. And honoring the man of God is something that we really need to realize and understand. Of course, meron kasi akong prinsipyo sa buhay na medyo pagkilala niyo ako halata. I don't want to do things for a wrong motive, a wrong purpose. Pati sa tithing, ayoko mag-tithes, ayoko mag-offering nang iniisip ko, babalik kasi ng sevenfold. I want to give my tithes, I want to honor God. Because I am so thankful for who He is and what He has done in my life. But of course, I cannot negate that part of the principle of the Scripture, whenever you give your tithes, whenever you give your offering, whenever you allow yourself to become generous, melaging merong reward. But I don't want that to be the primary motivation of why I do what I do. Yet, it cannot change the principle that whenever you Honor God, your burns or your barns will be filled. Ayun ang principle ng Proverbs. 
So let me once again bring you to 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 to 24. This is a continuation of what he have, we have discussed, spoken last Sunday. Sabi dyan sa verse 1, And Elijah, the Tishvite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall be a Jew, there shall not be Jew, nor reign this year's except at my word. Three and a half years. So during the time of Elijah, there was a drought for three and a half years. Matagal-tagal yun. Yung nakaraang linggo, Sunday ng gabi, o Saturday ng gabi, nagkatubig yata dito sa church Thursday kasi ginagawa. Sino dito yung walang tubig ng tatlo-limang araw? Na walang kayo ng tubig? Yung iba hindi halata. Kasi hindi naman talaga sanay maligo. <laughs> Pero lang po. Ako talaga kasi, I really, I really, medyo may, may pagkatearts talaga ako ng konti. Pagdating sa mga, mga, mukha lang ako madungis, pero malinis talaga ako sa katawan. Uh, gusto ko naliligo ng umaga, ng hapon, gusto ko mabango. Pero pag nakikita mo lang ako ng malayuan, ang dungis naman ng datingan ng pasto na to. Pero malinis talaga ako, malinis talaga ako sa, sa katawan. Kaya, medyo uh, struggle sa akin yon pag walang water. And imagine three and a half years. May drought. Ayun yung sabi. Then, sabi sa verses 4 and 9, And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to meet you there. Of course, sabi nga natin, whenever there is a drought, next will be famine. Pag walang tubig, walang mabubuhay na halaman, walang mabubuhay na puno, mahirap buhayin yung mga livestock, yung may naalagaan na hayop, kaya talagang nagkakaroon ng famine. Sabi sa verse 9, Arise, go to Sarifat, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So dalawa, nagkaroon ng famine, di ba? Ang, ang matindi dito, may famine, pero ang sabi ni Lord, ang provision ay medyo tagilid din. Isang imposible, isang inappropriate. We've talked about this. Nire-review ko lang. Una, imposible, bakit? Because you will be fed by the ravens. Yung pangalawang inappropriate, why? Because you will be fed by the poor widow. So, meaning, pag pinag-aralan mo ang scripture, hindi ganun ang prinsipyo ng Bible. But, there was a particular word from God. Meaning, minsan sa buhay natin, nakakaranas tayo ng drought, nakakaranas tayo ng famine, kukulang yung pera. Minsan, hindi natin alam kung saan kukuha ng pambayad. Then, God will eventually tell you, instead of providing, He will tell you to do a principle. Then, from that principle, doon niya kukunin yung provision. So, there are times in the scripture na principle before provision rather than provision before the principles. That's one of the mistakes that many believers would think. Magpo-provide muna siya bago ko gawin yung prinsipyo. Pero sabi dito, I want you to do something and you will be fed by the ravens. Imposible. And you will be fed by the widow. Or the 
poor widow that's in the prophet. But at the end of the day, principles will always stand. Kasi kung hindi ginawa ni Elijah yon, he will not be fed. The widows will not have an overflow of what she needed during the time. So let's proceed sa scripture. Paki, ano na lang nga dyan, nahirapan ako dito. Sabi dyan sa verses 10 to 16, let me read verses 10 to 16. So he arose and went to Sarifat, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed the widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. Hindi ko na may hanong ahabaan yung explanation. Pero tandaan natin, drought. Ang isang basong tubig, sobrang hirap. Pag walang tubig. Nagkakabiruan nga dito sa church yung walang tubig for limang araw eh. Isang basong tubig. Pinampaligo, nakadalawang sabunan pa. May conditioner pa yon. Hello? Yung pinambubuhos sinasaluri. <laughs> Hindi ganun kadali. Kaya pag nanghingi ka ng isang basong tubig, it was not that easy. And sabi sa verse 11, and she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So drought, humingi ng tubig. Famine, humingi ng tinapay. That's why, <laughs> unacceptable, in other words. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I don't have the bread. Only a handful of flour in a bean. So isang dakot lang daw, the car. Ilan lang magagawa nung tinapay. And a little oil in a jar and say, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. So magandang prinsipyo. Sino sa inyo yung ganyan yung prinsipyo? Yung pag kumakain kayo, piling nyo huli na yon. Mukbang, ano pa yan? Uh, samyup. Yung pag kumain ka talaga, piling mo wala nang bukas. Yung, yung, yung titigil ka lang pag nasusuka ka na sa busog. Sino dito nakaka-relate? Sino dito yung gumaganon? Itong katami ko, katami ko. Itong katami ko, <laughs> Pero, sabi, sabi nila, grabe, Bakit? Wala nga kaming pagkain eh. Ito na lang inatira. Gagawin ko tinapay ito, kakainin namin, tapos wala na. Hindi na namin alam kung sa kami kukuha din. We die. Ganun yung sabi ng kwento. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. At sabi ni Elijah, huwag ka matakot. Ang gawin mo, Gumawa ka ng tinapay, tapos akin mo muna pakain. Di ba? Kapal ng muka. Tignan mo yung katabi mo. Naisip mo na ba at nagawa mo na ba minsan yan? <laughs> Sabi niya, Hoy, ako muna pakainin mo. Pag nakakain na ako, tsaka mo pakainin yung sarili mo, tsaka yung anak mo. We will never do that. We will never do that. Siyempre, unahin natin pamilya natin. Siyempre unahin natin ang anak natin. Siyempre unahin natin nanay natin. Siyempre unahin natin yung mga kapatid natin. Siyempre unahin natin sarili natin before others. That's the normal standard of what life is. Pero sabi dito ni Elijah, I want you to make a cake then give it to me first. Matindi tong propetang to. Then afterwards, 
you eat and your son. Then he said, so verse 14, For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the vine of the flower shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So meaning, yung pinapagawa pala ni Elijah dito sa for widow, ang magiging resulta ay provision for three and a half years. It wasn't just feeding me because I'm a prophet. It was not just prioritize me because I am the man of God. There was a word from the Lord. There was a particular word from the Lord that I want to test the faith of the poor widow. If she's willing. If she's willing to pour out everything she had, but that was everything she had. If she's willing to give me everything she had, but I will replace it if she would perceive the man of God, I will replace it with three and a half years of provision. Matinde, no? So, ang choice, medyo hindi ganun kadali. Ang choice, may sitwasyon. Ang choice, may consequence. Na maaaring, practically speaking, physically speaking, logically speaking, kung ibibigay ko pa sa'yo ito, mamamatay kami. So the choices were not that easy. It was emotionally uh, hard. It was mentally complicated. So what would you do if you were in the shoes of the four widow? Kailang si Elijah Parang pag binasa mo, napaka-selfish. Unahin mo ko, unahin mo ko. Yung pala kahit, ka, ka, kaya pala ganun, kalalakas ng loob ni Elijah, kasi merong word kay Lord, you need to ask the widow, because if she would do it, her barns will never be used up. Hindi mauubos yung flour, hindi mauubos yung oil. Hanggat hindi umuulan. E three and a half years bago umulan. According to the prophecy. So it was a three and a half years of provision that the oil and the flour will never be used up and will never run dry. Then let's proceed. So I'm going to for, so she, for, yeah. For thus says the Lord, okay, so verse 15, verse 15. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah and she and, and he and her household Eight for many days. Sabi natin lahat for many days. Can we shout it for many days? One act of obedience affected a life for many days. Sabi ng mga scholars, yung verses 15-16, then yung gap niya sa verse 17 ay umabot ng 2-3 to three months. Sa scripture kasi dire-diretso lang pag binasa mo. Mayang sabi niya sa verse 16, let's proceed to verse 16. The bean of flour was not used up. So, yung sinabi ni Lord, totoo. Nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Then verse 17. 
Sabi sa verse 17, let's proceed. Now it happened after these things. So, ang gap nito nasa 2 to 3 months daw, sabi ng mga scholars, mga biblical elite. Pero sabi dito, the son of the woman who owned the house became sick and his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. Dire-diretso na tayo. Verse 18. So, she said to Elijah, What I have to do with you, O man of God? So, we have to lahat, man of God? Can you shout loud, man of God? Until then, what I have done, man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to kill my son? And so, in verse 19, And she said to her, Give me your son. So, he took him out of her arms and carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his own bed. Verse 21. And so I was verse 21 then. Stretched out himself out and for three times and cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray, let this child's soul came, come back to him. Ito yung sabi ko last week. Actually, maraming ganyan ng mga leaders, maraming ganyan ng mga pastor. Pagkaharap yung mga members, yung mga leaders talagang, Give me your son! She, he will live! Pero pag mag-isa na lang, taas ng kamay, umiiyak, hindi alam, at walang alam. The church. Marami kong pagkakataon na gano'n. I, 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 I gave the example of my dad. Yung buhay pa minsan, pupunta sa kwarto, hindi niya alam na nandun ako, umiiyak yan. Ang lakas-lakas ng boses, kakusap minsan yung mga pastor o yung mga leader sa, sa sala, then papasok sa kwarto, iiyak, tapos pupunta sa, sa restroom, sa master bedroom, then doon, mag-iilamos, uupo uli, after five minutes, lalabas, tapos parang wala na naman nangyari. And there's the life of the man of God. Sabi sa verse 22, Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. And verse 24, sabi sa verse 24, verse 24, then the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. So we discussed three things. How do we honor the man of God? Lagi mo sinasabi dito sa church, whenever we talk about honoring the man of God, whenever we talk about prosperity, tithes and opening, ayoko nag-i-invite ng ibang pastor. Marami kasi mga churches Pag-honoring the man of God, pag-tithes offering ang mga topic, nag invite ng ibang pastor para ayun yung mag-preach. Uh, for me, it's the opposite, the principle. I want to invite pastors when we talk about discipleship. I want to invite other pastors when we talk about encouragement. But whenever we talk about honoring the man of God, tithes offering and such topics, I want to teach it personally because I know the context of this church. So, ang sabi dito, how do we honor the man of God? Number one, you perceive the man of God. Sabi natin lahat, you perceive the man of God. Through perceiving him. Ano ang ibig sabihin nito? Kami yung mga pastor, we are not just preachers, we are not just teachers, we are not just disciples. We are not just, what? Encouragers. We are not just someone who could do things but pastors, they are men of God. Ayun yung po yung pag-perceive. And the way you see the man of God affects how you receive. 
the blessings. Hindi ko na mention to yung Sunday pero minention ko to yung Monday. Ako nire-request uli ako nila kung pwede ko raw lagyan ng parto bukas ng gabi yung Facebook Live. Marami na doon yung, yung, yung Monday na live. Then parang araw-araw nadadagdagan pa rin yung views. Sinesend yata nila lahat sa member nila. Parang tas may nag-chat sa akin from mga tagaibang bansa how we hope and wish now we have the same courage to preach that in our church. Sabi ko, you do not need courage. You just need to be decisive. Hello? And many things in life, many times in life, we are waiting for courage before we do things. And I want you to understand, most of the time, courage will not come. You simply need to be decisive because you know it's the right thing to do. Right? So, we perceive the man of God. Ang sabi dito, let's, let's just uh, read on, pinilala ng poor widow. You are the man of God. You are the man of God. I know that you are the man of God. You are not only my encourager. You not only pray for me. You do not only preach and teach, but I perceive you as the man of God. Nawawala yung over-familiarity. Kaya nga, Sa so, so Mark chapter 6, ang nakita natin dito, let's proceed, Mark chapter 6, a prophet is not without honor, ang sabi dyan, except in his hometown, among his own relatives, and his own household. Ayun sabi sa so verse 4. Then sabi ni Jesus Christ, di pa tapos, pakibalik, how he could do no mighty work there. Why? Because he was considered a teacher in his home. He was considered a wonderful person who can pray for the sick. Pero over-familiar. Kaya ang sabi, sa ibang lugar, and do you know it happens most of the time in many local churches? Kaya nga marami mga Americans, mga Koreans, dito nagpupunta sa Pilipinas eh. Kasi dito sa Pilipinas, ang tingin talaga sa kanila. Ang, may isang kasi ang Pilipino, ang tingin sa Diyos, maputi Kahit pa nagtuturo ang mga Amerikano, ang mga Korean, pasensya na sa mga kaibigan kong ang mga Dutch, European, mas matindi yung nangyayari na healing. Why? Because yung expectation nila, yung tingin nila sa isang puting Amerikano, talaga namang malupit ang anointing. Pero ang tingin nila sa pastor nila sa isang maliit na church, lalo na sa isang probinsya, mas mababa kaysa sa mga foreigners na mga missionaries. That's why they can experience hearing and miracles. Why? Because they perceive that deaf preacher, evangelist, as man of God, but they don't perceive their own local church pastor as the man of God. Buti na lang dito sa church, hindi tayo ganun. Hello? Pero iniisip ko na lang, paano kaya kung sobrang hirap ko? Paano ko kaya kung umaasa ako ng todo dito sa church? Ano kaya tingin sa akin ng church? Man of God pa rin ba? O swelduhan? O isang pastor na inuuto? Kasi sa probinsya, marami ako makilalang ganun eh. For example, yung pumunta ako sa Abra, may isang mayaman doon. Bakit mo nakwento sana, hindi sila nakikinig, no? Kasi nakikinig kasi yung mga yan eh. Nakikinig sa life natin. Kung hindi man yung life, pinakikigan nila ng Monday na o Tuesday. Hindi ko nalang tutuloy yung kwento. Pasensya na. 
Ayaw ng problema minsan sa live. <laughs> Kunyari, hindi na lang doon. <laughs> may mga minsan nakakausap ko mayayaman ng mga member ng church. Tapos, ay, pastor, invite namin kayo sa January. Kasi hindi pa alam ng senior pastor nila na ako'y mag expect sa anniversary nila ang nag-de-decide yung mayaman na nagpapakain ng kongregasyon. Sabi ko, we appreciate those kind of things. We need people like that. Totoo naman, talaga namang generous. There are a lot of wonderful, generous people. But one of the questions is, how do you perceive your pastor? Feature mo lang ba siya? O nagkataon lang na siya yung pastor sa church na yan? Wala ka ng choice. Kung member ka ng EFC, ayaw mo sa akin, wala kang choice. Hello? And I'm glad na you are here if you don't like me because I will make your life miserable. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hindi po namin dapat ginagawa yan. I'm just kidding. But the point is this, how do you perceive the man of God? Sabi sa Psalm 133, Isang verse lang yung babasahin ko. But I want you to get the principle. Ang principle dito sabi sa verse 1, when we dwell together in unity, that pag minasa mo yan sa verses 3, 4, and 5, may mga blessing, life eternal, prosperity. Pero ang sabi, how the blessing flows. Ang sabi dito, it is like the precious oil upon the head running down to the bird and the bird of Aaron running down on the edge of his garment. Ano ang ibig sabihin? The blessing comes And it flows. The robe means the body. It speaks of the church. Hello. It comes from the head. The anointing is always poured out in the head. Then on the beard, on the on the connections to the body. So meaning my processo. Perceiving the mind of God is so important. Uulitin ko. Buti na lang ako yung pastor na wala akong pake kung ang turo mo sa akin, man of God or man of the devil <laughs> or teacher or discipler o kaibigan, I don't care because it's not for my advantage, it's for your own advantage. How do you perceive the man of God? Hello. Pangalawa, not only through perception but through acknowledging. Acknowledging his work. Sabi ng iba, ay pa-preach-preach, parang naalala ko yung bata pa si Sai. Si Josh. Si Josh. Two years old lang yata si Josh noon, si Sai. Three years old. Sabi niya, ay hindi, hindi. nursery ka yata nun Josh, nursery. Ayaw niya pumasok ng school. So sabi ko, nakailangan mo mag-aral. Ang sabi ni Josh, Ayoko pumasok, ayoko pumasok, magpapastor naman na uwi. Ano yung mayroon sabihin? Eh, pagpastor naman, pa-amen, amen, hallelujah lang eh. Sabi niya, na-offend ako, first time ako ma-offend. Hindi ako madali ma-offend eh. Sabihin ba naman ng anak ko, pagpastor daw, amen, hallelujah lang, okay na yon. Sabi niya, hindi ganun, na-realize sila how you should study, how you should think about the church and a lot of things. And you should acknowledge the words of the man of God. Pangatlo, 
he should stay with him. Kahit anong mangyari, pagpapala o problema, stay with the one who you believe and who you perceive, the man of God in your life. Amen. Pang-apat. We honor the man of God through thanking Him. Sabi natin lahat, through thanking Him. Yung nagpapasalamat tayo sa kanila, nagpapasalamat tayo sa Kanya. Sino dito yung nagpapasalamat, meron kayong guwapong pastor? <laughs> yung palakpak nyo, may pagkasinungaling. Sabi ng iba, dito lang eh. Dapat kung totoo lahat. Ha? <laughs> Parang pilit na pilit eh. And I want you to understand. It's part of the preaching. That's why I'm doing this. And I don't need to explain myself. Actually, I just said, I will just say what I want to say. You know how hard it is to make a sermon. Madaling gumawa ng sermon pag pamara-bara ka lang. Hello? Pero I don't think Ganun ang tingin nyo. Dito sa church natin, hindi pa bara-bara ang paggawa ng message dito. Believe me, it takes hours. Minsan sa sobrang daming meeting ko, magchat-chat ako minsan sa ibang mga leaders natin, kay Phoebe, sasend ako ng, ng notes, pakigawa na nga ito kasi hindi ko na magagawa itong kigo ko o PowerPoint ko. And believe me, it's not that easy. And you don't just see, minsan, Ah, PH leaders, ang mga powerhouse. Minsan, Benjen. Wow! Kayang gusto ko, member ako ng mga GC. Because most of the time, I will read. Hindi ako, ayoko makisali masyado. Nagpo-post lang ako sa mga GC tungkol sa mga events, etc. Pero hindi ako nakikisali sa usapan. Pero I really want to do it because most, hindi actually most, all the time. Pag nasa sasakyan ako, hindi ako nag-drive, binabasa ko yung GC. I just want to understand and to know what's happening. And you should thank the efforts of the man you perceive as sent by God into your life. Amen. Let me read. Let me read. Sabi dito sa verse 24, sabi dyan, Now, by this, I know that you are the man of God. That you recognize. Let me read another verse. Let me read another verse. From 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. All this is for your benefit. Sabi natin lahat, for my benefit. So that the grace that is reaching more and more people, the true preaching, the true the ministry, may cause thanksgiving. Sabi natin lahat, thanksgiving. That it may cause thanksgiving. We preach that you become thankful. We teach. We let ourselves be used by God in order for you to overflow with thanksgiving. Panglima. Panglima. How do we honor the man of God? Through obeying Him. Sabihan nila lahat, through obeying Him. Lakasan nyo. Yung kunyari gusto nyo. Kumina. Ibig sabihin, ayaw nyo magkunwari. Through obeying Him. I know, I know, I know. There are some pastors that's hard to obey. 
Lalo na pag alam mong hindi naman talaga ganun din, pinupour out yung heart nila. Alam mo namang, sila nga hindi ganito, tapos ako gagawin ko to. And ibang church yun, dito sa EFC hindi ganun. Hello? And even in spite of, walang pastor na perfecto. Lagi ko nga sinasabi, huwag mong asahan yung, kasi buti nga ngayon hindi na ganun eh. Noon talaga yung mga pastor, mga nganak yung asawa, tatawagan pastor, mga nganak na po yung asawa ko. Noon may mga tumatawag sa akin dito sa EFC, pastor, mga nganak na po yung asawa ko. Iniisip ko, bakit hindi naman ako tatay niya na? Bakit ako? Hello? Pag may problema sa ganito, may problema sa ganyan. And that's part, that's part of being a pastor. But what I'm trying to say, do you know most of the problems you bring to your pastor, we do not have the answer because we don't even know what to do? Pero mga pastor, mga pagkunwari rin kasi mga pastor eh. Pagkausap mo, feeling talaga nila, alam din nila lahat eh. Ah, mga nganak ba? Si Sarah yan o normal? Kala mo talaga? Alam niya kung paano yung proseso eh. But the point is this, whenever we talk about, especially, if what the pastor is saying is from the scripture, and it's for the church, and it's for the ministry, siguro kung sa pamilya mo, wag, hindi, hindi siguro palagi, let me put it this way, kung ako sa trabaho mo, hindi ka ng advice, pwede mong sundin o hindi, kung advice ka. But if we're talking about the word of God, if we're talking about the church, if we talk about the ministry, and your spiritual life, There is a blessing whenever you obey the man of God. Amen. Sabi niya sa verses 10 and 11, And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your head. Uulitin ko ang famine. Continue on. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said. Do and go as you have said. But make me a small cake from it first and break it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. Next. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. Pag may word na daling kay Lord, pinapadaan sa pastor mo, maniwala ka. If you perceive your pastor, and there is a word na sinasabi sa'yo, there will always be a next blessing after that obedience to the faith. Uulitin ko, this is not about obedience to the law, but this is about obedience to the faith. Because that's what we believe. Whenever you do what the scripture says, according to what you believe, will always overflow in your life. Lastly, pinamasaya, last na. Hello. Lastly, ano yung una? We honor the man of God through? Through? Lakasan natin perceiving. The way you see the man of God affects your life. Through acknowledging Him, through staying with Him, through thanking Him, through obeying Him, and lastly, through recompensing Him. Nakinig kayo lahat dito, ito yung isang oras. pinaikli-ikli ko lang yung una, ito yung matagal. Through recompensing finance, makinig kayo. Lahat na may trabaho dito, lahat na may negosyo, makinig kayo. 
Huwag kayong kukurap. Sabi mo sa tabi mo, makinig ka. Sabi niya, Arise, go to Saripat, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow. Now, yung Monday, I even preach. Pagdating naman sa 2 Kings chapter 4, ang kinausap naman ni Lord doon, a noble woman. Mayaman naman na babae. Natuwing dadaan si Prophet Elisha, pinapakain nila. Tapos nag-request pa siya sa asawa niya, paggawa na lang natin ng kwarto to para tuwing pupunta dito, dito natin patulugin, tayo magpakain, etc. So it doesn't matter whether you are poor or you are rich. Hello? Ang pinag-uusapan dito, are you willing to be a blessing to the man of God? Amen. Pinakaraan, marami nagregalo. Yung unan yata na nirigalo sa akin, mga sekwenta yata, mahigit yung unan. Anim lang, anim lang, kala ko mga sekwenta. <laughs> sa mga rest. Na-appreciate ko kasi, unan, unan yun, of course, pero alam mo namang, galing talaga sa puso nila yun. Eh. Right? And, it's just, an honor to be honored. Alam nyo na masarap i-honor yung mga tao na hindi hinihingi na i-honor mo sila. Nakaka-bad trip yung mga tao na honor mo naman ako. Ayun, nakakainis kayo honor yun. Hello? May mga kilala akong ganun eh. Pag nagmigay, kailangan papansinin, kailangan i-mention yung pangalan, kailangan i-recognize, kailangan i-FB. Eh, hindi talaga ako ganun eh. Kaya ibang nagbibigay sa akin, pasensya na kayo ha. Hindi kasi ako pagbiligyan mo na ganito. Thank you! Ganito, ganyan! Tapos naka-picture sa FP. I base what I do on my personality. Kasi pag ako nagbigay, ayaw ko rin ang nire-recognize eh. Mas gusto ko, walang masyadong nakakaalam. Hello? So let me read 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. Sabi dyan, the pastors who lead the church well. You say naniniwala na you are learning a lot from this church. Word, leadership, hello? Not only this church, ha? even other churches are learning a lot from this church. Alam niyo yung live natin, ang dami nagko-comment sa akin personally, pag pupunta tayo sa iba't ibang probinsya, they, alam mo yung iba sa kanila, pangarap nilang makarating sa EFC. Hindi ko maintindihan kung bakit. Sabi ko, ganun din naman doon. Hello? Pero ang dami, sabi ng iba, pas. Bago siguro ako mamatay, sana marating ko yung church mo, no? Sabi ko, sige, sama ka na sa akin, agad. Hello? Ay, ano yan? Ano nangyari? Ayaw naman kasi gumana, eh. Binalik, eh, no? <laughs> Sabi niya, the pastors who lead the church well should be paid well. Sabi niya, lahat should be paid well. O, tignan niyo, tahimik na kayo. Isa pa nga, a pastor who lead the church well. Ano sabi? Lakasan nyo naman. Should be paid well. They should receive double honor. Sabi natin lahat, double honor. It comes from the word chime. From the Greek word chime. Gagalingan ko ng konti kasi double honor eh. From the original Greek word chime. For faithfully preaching and teaching the revelation of the Word of God. Yung ibang ang pasan ng bobola lang, binibless eh. Lalo na yung mga nagpipreach talaga ng Word of God. 
Hello? Ang dami kong kilalang pastor, ang galing mambola. Oh. Nako, ayoko na magsalita. The word team eh, means honor, honorable use, marks of respect, precious value, price, proceed some value. The word double honor, team eh, dalawa yung ginamit dyan. Double honor. So, isa-isahin natin. Double honor. Sige, next, next. Double honor. Next. Parang ayaw nila. Next. Okay. The word double honor. Double means twofold. Madali nang intindihin nyo. Double nga eh. Parang yung katawad mo dati, ganito lang, dumoble. Double. Twofold. Honor means price or compensation. Actually, in English, pag sinabi natin honor, we also connect the word honor with the idea of recompense through the noun honorarium. Pag sinabi honorarium, it really talks about the money. A payment for unveiled professional services, in other words. Yung mga counselor, pag nagpa-counsel ka sa kanila, ang mamahal ng bayad. Yung mga pastor, pag nagpa-counsel ka, hindi na nga binabayaran, wala pang tiwala. Hello? Double honor means the church ought to honor the pastor in two ways. Double. First, in proper esteem, that's the honor. Then the second is the recompense, fair compensation. In other words, So, we give our pastors, number one, respect, recompense, reward. Ano ibig sabihin ng respect? Honor, ibig sabihin ng recompense, honorarium, ibig sabihin ng reward, helps. Ano ibig sabihin ng respect, submission, recompense, salary, reward, seeds. Nagsusokan ng seeds sa kanila. And when we realize that we recompense, as individual believer, as a church, the man of God that you perceive. Believe me, by the principle of the scripture, there will always be blessing that comes to it. Amen. So, how do we honor the man of God? Perceive him. Hindi lang siya teacher, hindi lang siya he is the man of God in your life. Amen. Acknowledge Him. Stay with Him. Thank Him. Obey Him. Recompense Him. That's we, the way we honor the man of God. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for speaking to our hearts, renewing our lives, our minds. And as we have spoken about honoring the man of God, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you speak in the inner core being of our spiritual lives, mind, and heart. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for your word. Your word is faithful and true. To you, we bring back all the glory, honor, praises, and thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.